3: Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. It is comeback in the history of the National Football League. Here we go. The game on the line. The snow is flying. The kick is up.
2: The kick is good. The Bills win it, thirty-two to twenty-nine.
1: Fourth down from midfield to the ten. Five touchdowns. To try to tie the game on the last play of regulation. It's no good! And the
4: Jets fall agonizingly short. In the NFL, man, no matter what your record is, the margin of winning
1: and losing is so small. 10-5! Touchdown! To win the game in overtime! Throws it over the middle! Intercepted into the end zone, and the Jaguars have beaten the Cowboys in overtime. Ramondre Stevenson
0: pitches it backwards. Kobe Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones of midfield.
5: We've seen our fair share of things, but I have not seen that one.
0: Towards the end zone, it is going. Oh, my goodness.
6: What is up, everybody? You know what's up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. That's what's up with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN U. don't forget to click more in the lower right-hand corner and scroll down to live radio, and that's where you can find us. As Ric Flair once said, they are the biggest, baddest thing going. Woo! When it comes to the NFL and this weekend, prime example. Since Thursday, Courtney and Key, 13 or 15 games were decided by eight points or less. Six ended on the last play. Jacks-Cowboys, Bills-Dolphins, Chiefs-Texans, Lions-Jets, Colts-Vikings, and the wackiest one, Raiders versus the Patriots. That final play that you just heard. Ramondre Stevenson took the handoff, found running room. He ran for 23 yards. Then he flipped the ball back to Jacoby Myers. He tried to keep the play alive. He tossed the ball backwards across the field where Chandler Jones was waiting. Here's the problem. They're not on the same team. He plays for the Raiders. He <laughs> runs all over Mac Jones, Jones on Jones crime, and wins that game that way. Key, I'll start with you and Courtney. I know you can have a great reaction after this. Everybody on Twitter could not stop talking about a play that nobody had ever seen before.
1: No, I've, I've never seen that one there. Um, you know, at the end of games, in particular, two-minute drill, maybe late in games when you're when you are down. You, you may run the draw just to eat the clock up or, or whatever the case may be, but you don't run in a tied-up game. You don't run trick plays to try to extend the plays in laterals. They're not down. They're tied. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when Stevenson made the one uh, mistake when he started, it was like a trickle-down effect to Jacoby Myers. It was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of the ball and then you take it. And Jacoby Myers was like, well, why are you giving it to me? Now I'm going to figure out how to get it back to Mac Jones. You take it. It wasn't something that Bill Belichick and company just decided, oh, okay, we're tied. 24-24 is the end of the game. I know how we can score. Let's start lateraling the ball around as if it's Cal Stanford game from the 70s or 80s or whenever that thing was. Let, let, that's not the way it works. They completely did this all on their own. They improvised. They just went off protocol. This is not a situational thing where the New England Patriots deliberately went out there to do this. It just it just happened to be a panic mode for them.
7: Yeah, I mean that's what they said post game that they weren't expecting this. And with Ramondre Stevenson, I understand he's a young player, but to think to have the like. Um, instinct and the reaction to be like, let me just throw this thing behind me instead of just go down or Mm -hmm. look at the clock and be like, Oh, I can run out of bounds because the game's over. I just, it baffles my mind. I will say, I'm glad that Chandler Jones did something because that signing that three-year, $52 million contract with the Raiders this year and not living up to it, I mean, he lived up to it in this moment to help Las Vegas somehow stay alive uh, in some people's minds in the playoff race. I know they have a fighting chance there in the AFC, but my goodness, what a heads-up play by him to be near Mac Jones in the final moments, know that he can just bulldoze right through this guy on his way to the end zone should he catch the lateral – that was intended for Jones and he did. So I mean that was you know, probably my biggest takeaway was, oh, there's Chandler Jones. This is why they signed him this offseason. <laughs> well,
1: if you think about it in in both you, Courtney and Freddie have been watching football, sports in general for a very long time. When you improvise in in something, it typically doesn't work out for you. It it, it if it was planned. Then everybody would be ready for it, and they would say to themselves, "Okay, there's no panic that sets in." Jacoby Myers panicked to a point of no return, and he played quarterback before, but he didn't. He never saw Chandler Jones. The only thing he saw was his former, I mean, his teammate in Mac Jones' color. So he was like, "Okay, I see a white jersey. Let me throw it over there." It almost reminds me of what Reggie Bush did against Texas. That was an improvised play. Reggie decided he was getting ready to throw it over his shoulder to a walk-on. That was never something that was designed (laughs) that Pete Carroll wanted. And Reggie like, all right, you take it. How did that turn out? Didn't turn out too good for us. And this is the same sort of stuff. When you improvise, it never works out. It just doesn't work out. And
6: nobody thought that we would be talking about that that way when it comes to a Bill Belichick coach team, but that has been life after Tom Brady for the Patriots ever since he went south. And so the Patriots' chance of winning a Super Bowl, that's gone that way too. Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, it's Progressive's 10th Keys to Progress giveaway for veterans. This year, their goal is to gift a vehicle to recipient, small business, or nonprofit in every state. See more about their annual giveaway at keystoprogress.com.
1: Hey, Key Freddie! Freddie thought he was going to come on this show. Uh huh. Not let nobody know it's his birthday. Uh huh. Thank God for social media.
6: <laughs> we gotta give Freddie happy birthday, man.
7: Happy birthday, Freddie!
6: How's twenty nine feel? Uh, I mean, oh, uh, believe me, 29's a long time ago. Put it this, this way. <laughs> I, <laughs> happy birthday, there, Freddie! But but I'm fifty seven years young today, so I uh, will take that and run with it, my friend. Voice like you always waking up, huh? <laughs> so you can you know, you can't, you know, you can't get a gift
1: from me though. Too close to Christmas, man.
6: See, that would not work with my dad. My dad, Freddie Coleman Jr., is a Christmas baby. You have to give him two gifts. He's not just no, taking I mean, you one. No, the two, can't get the two gifts. You can try that. It won't work well in the Coleman household. I can promise you <laughs> with my dad being born. On Christmas Day, but I appreciate the happy birthday, love, and thank you everybody for that. Like I said, blessed to have another year, have a chance to go around the sun. Also blessed to have our man Herman Edwards in studio, ESPN NFL, really football analyst and football dude. He's not just an NFL dude. He knows football like the back of his hand. But first things first, I'm starting basketball with him because we had Kendrick (laughs) Perkins on about not even 15 minutes ago. Talking about Anthony Davis being injured and Herm Edwards lost his rabbit-behind mind about Anthony Davis being so injured. Herm Edwards, the floor is yours. Hit it.
0: Perk was nice. He was being nice. I'm going to try to be nice, but I think when you look at certain players and you watch them over the course of their careers, it just, he was questioning he got hurt again. Well, it's almost like a prophecy. It's going to happen. <laughs> and when you're a wow. coach and you get a guy like that, you understand that. Sure. So you got to go into the season going, how many games is this guy going to play? He's going to play X amount of games because he's going to get hurt. He's going to get – and there's a difference between being hurt and injured. Mm-hmm. Right? If it, if hurt, you know, oh, I just, I hurt my elbow. Injured, you can't play. But when you're hurt, you actually can play. There's a difference. I tell players that all the time. Are you hurt or are you injured? We all hurt. I hurt right now. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you talk about you fifty seven. I'm sixty eight. I hurt right now, but I ain't injured. <laughs> There's a difference. And sometimes players kind of re- they they say, but I'm hurt. Well, you can still play if you're hurt. <laughs> you ain't injured. If you're not injured, you can still play being hurt.
1: Ooh, and I'm a Laker fan. Uh huh. This is hard to watch, man. This is hard to watch. Yeah, I think I think he's injured though, Coach. I, I think hope he, he is. No, I think. There's a it, difference though, Key. <laughs> Dude, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course I know. Gracious, man. But but it's the man's foot, and he needs to be able to get up and down the floor. He needs to be able to elevate and jump and land back down. It is it, always something. No, that look, here here look. Always it's something. Always Keith. something. And Bill Parcells would say this to me, Herm, all the time about guys. He, he would point to a guy. You know how coaches are. Y'all point to the guy on the practice field, go over there and tell a player, say, see this guy right here? Always something with him. It's mm-hmm. just always something. Nothing good happens for him. It's all, he's right there to pick up the fumble, but the other guy dives in front of him. The ball thrown right to him, he drops it. Interception, pick six going the other way, he can't hold on to it. Always something. You, and that's you- kind of Anthony Davis. It's just always something. So you're saying he's Dr. Cotton?
6: What's Dr. Cotton?
1: You know, you don't ever want to call him Dr. Cotton, but he's certainly headed in that direction. What is Dr. Cotton, for those who don't know? I want to know Real soft. Just
0: kind of always something. And he's talented. I mean, this guy has so much talent, and I've always said this. Sometimes talent can be a curse. Sometimes
1: talent can be a curse. It just can I don't because know why he's always but he's always getting hurt, though. Like the littlest thing, it's like, oh, no, not again. You know, it's just I, maybe it's his body type, man. I don't know. Maybe don't it's just know. his body. Let's move on.
6: Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's move. Let's on. do that. Speaking of moving on, the pages are going to try to move on oh, from the wackiest oh. ending that we've seen, maybe in the history of the National Football League. The way they lost an over right before overtime, that game was headed that way, but then they decided to do lateral once, lateral two, and then Chandler Jones said thank you very much and goes for a touchdown. Bill Belichick, pages head coach, what do you tell the guys after that in the locker room?
4: The first thing I said after the game yesterday
6: is we have to play better situational football, playing coach better situational football. I've never coached in a game where you weren't coaching. Um, making corrections and mistakes after the game on all levels, playing, coaching, everything, decision-making, overall strategy, everything that's, that's a part of every, every game, every review. Uh, obviously we, we don't want the result
0: that we had on that play.
6: So just leave it at that. So what would you have said to them in that locker room
0: if that was you? Heard? Well, Bill's being nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a lot being of niceness going on and, and you're, this morning. And he's here. a coach and that's what you got to do. But this is situational football. The question that I was trying to figure out when I saw this occur, did the young man not know the score?
7: That's what I want. Did
0: he to know. not know the score? No, he knew the score. Oh No, no, no. Obviously, he didn't. No, he knew the score. <laughs> he didn't know he the knew, score. No, he knew the score. Because all he he got you got to do is score. You know, in that stadium, there's big old scoreboards there, too. No, man. he knew the score. I played in that place. There's like a big scoreboard up there, and it goes, Oh. That's the score. We're we're oh, we're actually tied. And we're not, no, Herm, he knew, he he knew the score. Losing. we were no, actually so
1: tied. Herm, he, he he knew the score. But no, you no, know, no, Keyshawn, don't say that. Because no, he, knew, he the knew the score. score but then the, there's th- 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 then it makes no sense. No, but sense. you know how it ha- what happens, man. Herm, you played when them bullets go to flying, and and people is in a stress situation, they forget situational stuff. So the first thing he did is he laterals the ball to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, everything that he learned all the way from high school through NC State, through New England, Courtney, all of this, right? All of a sudden, he short-circuited, too, because the guy threw him the ball. So he panicked. <laughs> no, he didn't panic. He
0: thought he was a quarterback. And he threw a pass but it was to the wrong guy, and he threw it for the touchdown. <laughs> he former a quarterback, right? Let's use yeah. that excuse. Yeah. I'm a former quarterback. I want to try to play quarterback, so I'm going to throw a pass right now. And Chandler Jones caught it, ran it for a touchdown. He threw a touchdown pass. (laughs) you believe this mess. Key, it's a tie (laughs) game. I'm telling you. Key, the game is tied.
1: Don't tell me about it. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. It's a tie game, Key. But he's never been in that situation, Courtney. Oh, my Lord. They call the draw at the end of the game. He's thinking, oh, we got to score, and he just short-circuited. That's what he did. He completely blew a fuse and short-circuited everybody else
7: for a team that practices situational football, or at least likes to tout that it does more mm-hmm. than any other team in the NFL, I don't think you could have a worse blunder than the one that happened exactly. yesterday, and I, I don't know how you recover from that. I don't know how would you like start running laterals and practice, Coach, uh, to start, you know, to, to <laughs> alleviate this, like, should you ever be in this situation again? But I guess it's neither here nor there. The Raiders end up walking off with a Sin City miracle. Um, how about staying in the AFC, taking a look at the Cincinnati team? They go on the road two teams. Tampa to score 34 straight points in a row. I'm wondering, what's more impressive, that after coming back from a deficit earlier in the game or the way that this fairly soft or fairly well, fairly tough defense is what Tom Brady called the Cincinnati Bengals, clearly they took that to heart. What are you more impressed with, the way that they scored the ball or the way that they were able to defend and force Brady into some tough situations?
0: Well, I think you've seen this study decline in, in, in the Buccaneers. And you're hoping they can hold on uh, for Tom Brady's sake because of what he's meant uh, to the National Football League. But they're a a team now that's sliding. Uh, We've said this about the last three weeks about the Cincinnati Bengals. They were a team that's elevating right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, I was sitting here talking with Freddie, You know, as we sit here and watch these games as fans and analysts and people that work on television, radio, we're looking for this perfect team. And every week we nitpick. Well, the Eagles like they struggled, and the Cowboys struggled, and you know, and the Buffalo. B- There's no perfect team. We're beating up the Minnesota Vikings every week. They got 11 wins, but we keep beating them up and say, "Well, they're not." You know, something's gonna happen. This is what it is. I think the teams that have double-digit wins, those are good football teams. This is a hard league. There's no layups. There's not like Harlem Globetrotters, you know. You go out there, you throw the ball around with the fans, and you're having fun. This this is the National Football League, and every week you got to come to play. You can't look at the record of the other team and say, "Oh, by the way, uh, you know, we should just throw the ball out there; it's going to be okay." Because I'm going to tell you what those other teams are thinking when they get a team that's coming in that's going to the playoffs. You know what those players are thinking? Hey, man, you know what? If we if we beat these dudes, we might knock them out of playoff contention. And so that's how other teams are getting up for you. And it's hard to keep teams motivated when you're winning and you got this great record every week. The key is did you win at the end of the game? And the teams that keep winning are the teams that have the double digit wins. And there's nothing, and we, we can knock holes in all of them. There's no perfect team out there, there's not.
1: Herm, you 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 played in the NFL for a long time. You coached in the NFL for a long time. You scouted in the NFL for a long time, and you've seen a guy who retired, but didn't announce it yet. Yep. But keeps doing it. Is Tom Brady that guy right now? Uh-huh. Is he? Is, is he? Did, I know we don't like the. T- Talk about it, Tom Brady because Tom did seven championships. America. Best, of, we don't like to talk negative he kept about Captain America, him. but yeah. is he done? you yeah, no.
0: He and you hate to say this, and hopefully I'm wrong. Um, but when guys start considering retiring, they've actually retired now. Yeah, and here's the problem, and I said this in the beginning. When you get a guy like Tom Brady and he first walks in your locker room, your team automatically elevates. Players assume we got this guy Tom Brady, we're going to win. What did he do? He went down there, took him to the Super Bowl. So now the players are kind of sitting back going, well, we got Tom Brady. He'll get us out of this. Tom Brady's 45 years old. Mm -hmm. That Tampa Bay Buccaneer team needs to help Tom Brady. He's already helped them. They got to help him now. You can't drop balls. You can't do things in games. You can't give up big you, – you can't always put Tom Brady behind and say, well, guess what, he'll bring us back to win. That ain't happening, man. It's just not. And we've seen it. We're watching it unfold in front of our eyes, and we don't want to look at it because we want to remember the Tom Brady that goes in and when, you know, he takes the team down there last drive he's done that a couple times this year, but a couple times they've fallen short. And that's what we're seeing. And it's hard to watch. Great stuff.
6: ESPN football, Alice Hermad was joining us in studio on Keyshawn J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. Real quick on that. What does your gut tell you? Does he come back for one more year or does he stay retired this time? Oh, boy.
0: If it continues to go, <laughs> if it continue, if it continues to go the way it goes, just go to TV, man. It's you're too hard.
7: Money.
0: It's just too hard. It just really is. And you don't want it to end that way for him because what right. he's meant to everybody, whether you're a Patriot fan or just being a Tom Brady fan from where this guy came from college, you know, where he was drafted and everything this man has accomplished and what he's meant to the National Football League. You don't like seeing this. I don't like seeing it. It's like, God, oh, come on, man.
1: You know, you're pulling for the guy. Only he mm-hmm. can make that decision. Herm, it, the interceptions by Dak Prescott—is oh, it boy. concerning, or is it the defense that's more concerning, or is it an old boy? <laughs>
0: well, key, key. You know, it's funny, and I heard you guys visiting about the MVPs and all this. Uh, you know, now he's not in that. He's not. He's not talked about like that. But it's the Dallas Cowboys. You played for him at one time. When you play for the team that has a star on the side of their helmet because of Jerry Jones and how they promote this football team, you know, that this team has double-digit wins, by the way. And he's thrown some interceptions. I, I, you know what? I get it. Patrick Mahomes has thrown as many interceptions as he's thrown. Hmm. But we don't say that about Patrick Mahomes because it's Patrick Mahomes. Right. I get it because he's the best quarterback in the league. I get it. So it, it's just we nitpick. The key is this are they winning they're winning despite he might have thrown two picks. Tom Brady threw turned the ball over four times boy did he right but we don't really beat up Tom Brady but because he plays on the star on the side of his helmet you know and Jerry said it before his prophecy came true we got to stop turning the ball over. Some guys turn the ball over but it, it's one of those deals when they turn it over you got to be good enough defensively. We all used to say this, Ken. You was part of that when we were at Tampa. Shut the fire out. Don't let the fire get started. Go shut him out. Right. Go, go help him defense. And, and that's and that's how you look at the Dallas Cowboys and some of these other teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going. It's some guys throw interceptions. Patrick Mahomes has eleven interceptions, by the way. <laughs> Good Eleven. Point. But no one said that it says, oh, you know, oh, he throws it underhand, he throws it overhand. He does and no one says anything because it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we 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 kinda we choose and pick who we want to beat up. The Dallas Cowboys won a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to the playoffs. We'll see if they get the playoffs.
6: This, yeah.
0: The yeah. playoff yeah. to me, the tournament, is gonna be interesting.
6: Yeah, especially with so many things, like you mentioned, no perfect team. There ain't no, no perfect team. And no really great, great team that is not no vulnerable or has that invulnerability. Always good to talk to you, brother.
0: Always good to be around. I think Always An- good to be heard.
6: I don't think Anthony Davis wanted to hear from you today, but that's okay.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Bring in some cotton swabs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's about,
1: I'm a Laker fan, too, hey, man. Yes Come you on. Are.
6: Hey, if you can't criticize me. your it's team, then me. who can you criticize? Herm Edwards, great stuff, joining us in the studio as an ESPN football analyst. Like we mentioned, great follow on Twitter at Herm Edwards, joining us here Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin. I am Freddie Coleman. We mentioned Patrick Mahomes, that he gets a pass, while Dak Prescott does not get a pass. Another football analyst says he is his MVP and that Josh Allen is number two, but Jalen Hurts is number three. We'll find out who said that, and if he's right. Keep it here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and
3: Max. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
0: all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike.
2: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
6: If you can only see one of our producers, Alan Yates, right now, only thing missing from him is a red and green suit and a tie and a microphone. Here on Keyshawn J. Max, with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and don't forget about us on ESPNU. So a lot of people talking about the MVP race in the National Football League, where you got many people believe that Patrick Mahomes should be number one, quarterback of Kansas City. Jalen Hurts should be number one, the quarterback Ooh, of Philadelphia. Right it, ain't it, though? Also, Joe Burrow, who's been hot for Cincinnati. But seeing that people are forgetting about Josh Allen what he's done for the Buffalo Bills. Let's bring his teammate, Isaiah McKenzie. Does a great job the Buffalo Bills wide receiver. Hit him on Twitter at underscore Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah, before we talk about Josh Allen his MVP candidacy, it was cold as death up there on Saturday, but you get that win against the Miami Dolphins. What was it like to play in that atmosphere and coming back and winning that game at home versus Miami on Saturday night?
4: Um, I would say it's been colder, so uh, that was (laughs) nothing new (laughs) it felt It felt felt awesome, you know, when the snow started coming down. uh, It felt a little different, Um, but it was cool to come out there and win that game, you know, at in that, in the type of weather, it felt like football weather, like you know, football gods say.
1: Isaiah, did y'all practice in the bubble during the week? Uh, yeah.
4: Well, no, no, no. We practice outside one day and then one day in the bubble because it was raining. But we don't. We know, we always practice outside when it's cold and it's not raining. We practice outside,
2: but so if cool, it's look. if it's snowing, yeah,
4: and we will practice outside. But if it's raining, we don't.
1: What was in Florida boys saying to you? I know they were saying I know they was walking around. Y'all could tell they was cold. Even though they played well, good. A, you know they was cold.
4: Well I'm a Florida boy myself, and so, uh but I've been here for like five five and a half well five years now, so it's, I'm getting new to it, I guess. But they were cool. And uh we was talking I was talking to the uh, Dolphins players and they was like, Yo, how do you live here? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't even know
5: how I do <laughs> <But>, <laughs>
4: It, it it was it was it was a little chilly. It was like 25 degrees, but it felt like negative three. I had no idea it felt like negative three because I was. I mean, I guess I'm used to it now.
7: Yeah, it's got to be warm enough for the snow to actually form and not just be frozen when it. I guess when it comes mm-hmm. out of the sky. I'm not a meteorologist here, but I do know that your game <laughs> was delayed because you have fans throwing snowballs, having their own snowball celebration, and then the referees. Uh, Warning the crowd that there are going to be 15 yard penalties for those throwing snowballs. Did you think that they were serious about that? Because I still saw fans throwing snowballs on TV. Uh, what felt like throughout the rest of the game.
4: Well, to be honest, I I've never experienced that. We, we we never had that. We never had that happen to us in the past few years I've been here. So when they said that, I was like, whoa, maybe they're serious. So and then, I, but I saw I, they kept throwing the snowballs. And I'm like. Okay, I don't think they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and I seen all the snowballs coming down. I was like, Yo, you know how many 15 yard penalties we gonna get if they if they keep hitting these players because they was they was hitting people.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I'm like, Oh man, there's a lot of 15 yard penalties you about to get. I don't even think, you know. So, but at the, at the, so I started hearing people saying, No, oh, they can't do that again. I'm like, Okay, well. All right, well, I guess they can't do it, so he keeps doing them. So I was just, I, I was just hoping that they, we did not get the penalties, but I didn't know how that worked. I didn't, I wasn't sure. So,
6: wow, great stuff, Isaiah McKenzie, Buffalo Bills wide receiver, and we're glad he's indoors doing this on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter underscore Isaiah McKenzie. We go from the snowball celebration and we go to your quarterback Josh Allen. And before the season got started, Isaiah, he was the odds-on choice to be the MVP of the league. And now it seems that people are just tired of that. And they're talking more about Patrick Mahomes. They're talking more about Jalen Hurts. they about more about Joe Burrow. Why do you think that is when he has played at an elite level pretty much all season long with an elbow
4: injury as well? Um, I mean, if you go back a few games ago, you know what I'm saying, Josh, you know, he had a point where um, a lot of people felt like, oh, you know, he's, he was dying down. You know, he had, like, I think it was like six interceptions in three games and things like that. So a lot of people just kind of went away from it. And then, you know, he went through his little bump, but then now he's back, you know, and I feel like now, you know, he's doing Josh things. He's taking over the game. Like at the end of the game, he, he had that long run, jumping over the pylon for the, you know, to get a two-point conversion. I mean, I mean, jumping on the goal line to get a two-point conversion, things like that. But, uh, I mean, I feel like now he's back on track. You know, he's back where he wants to be. But, you know, he's putting the team where, you know, where we, where we want to be, and, you know, the the offense runs through him. So I just feel like, you know, a lot of people just forgot, you know, what Josh was, and he's he's just showing them now, like, okay, I'm back. Like, you know, I I had my tough times, but I'm back, and, you know, I'm ready to play some playoff football. So, you know, a lot of people just going to talk, and everybody loves Patrick Mahomes, you know, great player. You know, Joe Burrow, you know, went to Super Bowl last year and things like that. Jalen Hurts is having a great season, but, you know, Josh – you know, Josh is no slappy himself. You know, he's out there doing his <laughs> thing, he's out there balling. We just gotta, you just gotta keep it up.
1: Isaiah, you play the same position I play, wide well, receiver. So I want you to, I want you to listen to what I gotta say now and follow me, because I don't want, I don't want you making headlines when I ask you this question, and somebody taking what you say oh. and run with it, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you plaster it all over somebody's wall. Okay, so I want you to, yeah. got to follow me here, big fella. So now, I got. You. You 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 took care of business against the Kansas City Chiefs in the regular season, something that y'all always do in the regular season. Seems like y'all beat Kansas City in regular season. So you become a nemesis for them in the regular season. Now you get ready to play Cincinnati. Now you have an opportunity to play Cincinnati. Both of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Which one of the two do you think will give you the most problems come playoff time? <laughs> uh,
4: um, that's that's a tough question because the last few years we lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs they always give us a run for our money but the Bengals you know they, they they're they pretty scrappy and they made it they made it to the Super Bowl last year and, I don't know that's hard I feel like both will give us a run you know like either either or it's, that's that's a tough question because they beat the Chiefs this year. You know what I'm saying everybody thought you know the Bengals are down and out, and then now they're what ten and four now. Like they, they're making a run, and you know they're, they're just peaking at the right time. And the Chiefs don't look bad, so that is a tough question. But if I if I had to choose one, I'm gonna have to go with the Bengals. Bengals would be a they're a scrappy team. I'm gonna have to go with the Bengals
7: scrappy team and they're surging at the right time you face the Bengals in a couple weeks here Uh, you've been a part of some really good offenses during your time in Buffalo and the changes from Brian Dable who's now the head coach of the Giants your former offensive coordinator to where Ken Dorsey is guiding this group this year I'm wondering if you can walk us through any of those things because I know statistically Mm -hmm. like I I look at your numbers this year you're averaging your highest yards per catch of your career you're almost at a career high in, in touchdowns 26 first downs how has the offense changed from your perspective going from Dable to Dorsey.
4: Um, uh, I would say, for the most part, Dorsey loves. You know, Dorse loves. You know, take shots. You know, he was in. He he been watching Dave. He been behind Dave's a uh, couple years, and I feel like for him to have us like me, Stefan Dave, Gabe, Davis, and all those guys, Khalil, Shakir, and all us. He, he takes shots, and we like taking shots because, you know, past few years it was more like we got our short passes because we we rarely ran the ball, so our short passes were our run game. And now we try to use the run game more so we can take more shots and things like that instead of using short passes. And it's been working out for us, you know. I mean, we went through some hiccups throughout the season with it, and we had to go back to what we were used to. But for the most part, I feel like Doris is, you know, trying to be balanced. And it's working out. You know, we're running the ball. We're throwing the ball well. And we we just want to keep that momentum you know, going into the playoffs. Just stay balanced, run the ball, take shots when we can. And if we can't, just, you know, dump it off. You know, making sure Josh making the right reads, you know, when he when he has the ball in his hands, things like that. But both great coaches and Dorsey's doing a hell of a job.
6: Isaiah McKenzie is also doing a hell of a job as a Bills wide receiver. And, by the way, he's also of the best BBQ in South Florida. Look up his Twitter <laughs> handle at underscore Isaiah McKenzie, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. He is no joke when it comes to that. He joined us here in Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Hey, Isaiah, always appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the regular season. Stay healthy and good luck in the playoffs as well, my friend.
4: I uh, appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'll, I'll stand oh, yourself,
6: man. Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not kidding about that, buff that Buffalo. When the barbecue with him, man. That Buffalo Bills guy knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to that barbecue down in South Florida. Yes, I'm hungry this early in the morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Courtney Cronin and Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman. We got one more game left, part of this week in the NFL. And can we say that the Green Bay Packers could still be in the playoff hunt? From
3: your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered.
6: It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPNU. Don't forget to click more in the lower right-hand corner. Scroll down to live radio, and that's where you can find us. If it's time for you to make some money, here's how you make that kind of money. We'll help you to do that this way. All part of the Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We do the Monday parlay. We each take a leg of that parlay. So Keyshawn Johnson you get things started what you got
1: I'm gonna go with Baker Mayfield passing yards over 188 in a hook I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna go over 188 just because I think Green Bay will push the ball down the field Green Bay will get up on the Rams and the only thing that they have to do in order to get back in the game is throw the ball all over the lot and he'll have you know maybe 250 or so okay all
6: right Courtney Cronin What's your parlay for tonight to put some money in people's pockets? My
7: parlay is Aaron Rodgers passing touchdowns over under one and a half, and I'm going with the over on this one. And we know that the Rams have a really good run defense, which is why I don't think A.J. Dillon uh, and Aaron Jones are going to get all that much productivity on the ground, and they're fourth in in yards allowed to running backs this season. But we have seen this pass defense struggle, Mm -hmm. injuries, a, a number of different concerns for the Los Angeles Rams. So I think that this is probably a safe bet that you're going to okay. have another big game for Christian Watson and another big game for Aaron Rodgers. Because remember, the, the last three teams that the Rams face, while the Packers are on the way outside looking in of the playoff picture, they're still they're still trying to make a push. They're technically still alive here with their playoff chances. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be coming in this game, trying to make the most of his next three opportunities and get this team backing its way into the postseason
6: it's amazing we're still talking about postseason chance with the green bay packers but that is the beauty of the national football league that we're this far into the season and there's still a chance for green bay to find their way in to the tournament i'm gonna say baker Mayfield part of my monday parlay the over under for passing touchdowns is a hook not anything else not one in a hook not two in a hook what just a hook Okay. Point five. Yeah. As my co-host that hangs out with me on Freddie and Fitzsimmons comes to Ian Fitzsimmons, bet to your hands, bull lead on the over. He's throwing at least one touchdown pass over that hook. That's a part of Baker Mayfield passing touchdowns with the Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers part of Monday Night Football, 8:15 15 Eastern Time. On ESPN. By the way, save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. And believe me, I, Key, I'll start with you on this one, Courtney Wayne as well, of course. Uh, people keep talking about Aaron Rodgers, keeping the Packers in the playoff hunt. Uh, that's the byproduct, like I mentioned, the NFL. That here we are this late in the season, and even if they get they're not going to do anything, but the fact they still have a chance, giving us something to play for. Uh, that's gonna hook a lot of people in the night, especially Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers playing the Los Angeles Rams.
1: You know, I don't I don't know that they're not gonna do anything, Freddie, if they get in. Okay. I don't know that. Is that the because, beauty of the NFL? Because again, anything can happen, man. I watched teams like Pittsburgh get in and run the table. I've watched teams like Baltimore get in and run the table. Like I've I've watched it. You know, so I'm like does it mean that they that they don't do anything. I watched the Giants get in mm-hmm. and win two championships just getting in. So you just don't know now whether or not it's a it's a it's a tall task sure. for them to get in, sitting at the where they're at right now, and they got some teams they got to pass up and hope that some other teams drop out. But you just don't never know if you get in. I'm just telling. Okay, you. all right. Let's not let's not just poo poo it just yet.
7: No, they're two games back, at least right now, uh, of the Commanders for that number seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. So, of course, they're in the hunt. But it's going to take being perfect here down the stretch, beating the Rams on Thursday on Monday night football, and then they've got the Dolphins on the road on Christmas Day. So, I mean, you've got to be great in those two games. And I think that this offense might actually be getting a new lease of life uh, at the right time. Because, remember, they're coming off – they had the late bye. It was in week 14 – and for the first time since week two, all of Rodgers' receivers are healthy. Now, that's been a struggle for them to keep, you know, his best pass-catching options on the field due to a litany of reasons. But maybe this ends up pushing them ahead of teams like a Detroit, maybe like a Washington Commanders. If those teams start faltering here down the stretch and the Packers are end, up, end up being able to win, on Monday night in Green Bay, they've got it home before they go and play a warm-weather game in down in Miami.
1: And y'all both know, especially you, Courtney. Oh, you too, Freddie. You know how the scoreboard watching goes, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, yep. Packers done won against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Now the commanders are looking at it going, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And now you got Detroit looking at it going, oh, God. That is true. You know, and so they start watching and paying attention and looking – when they're supposed to be only taking care of their own business, but it's only human nature to take a peek over there in the right and see what they got going on, even though you're supposed to be only taking care of your business, and then you're coaching <laughs> different, you're game-planning different, because you're playing scared. You know, all of those sort of things happens in real life in this football stuff.
6: That's why the NFL is where it is, based on what you just said. That's why we have 13 or 15 games. That was decided by eight points or less, and six coming down to the final play just in this weekend alone. Because nobody is that great to believe that any game you go into, you don't bring the right frame of mind, you don't bring the right kind of attitude. You could be able to happen to the Cowboys, up twenty-seven to ten, or the Kansas City Chiefs almost upset by the Houston Texans. That's why the NFL. How many teams? To be, how
1: many teams have we seen since we've been paying attention to pro football get in the last week of the season? Where oh they're like, they sitting She's there really back in the locker him. room and go like, yeah, oh, we got in, you know. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time. And, and then they go in and say, hey,
6: we're going to really play with house money now and go from there as far as that goes. So we go from one football to another football on Keyshawn Jay and Max at ESPN Radio with Keyshawn Johnson, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie Coleman. Courtney Cronin is not a fan. Key of how the World Cup ended yesterday. Maybe the greatest World Cup final ever. Argentina, France, it goes from 90 minutes and stoppage time the extra time not once, extra time twice, and they enter penalty kicks and boy, Courtney Cronin, we know that you are sore about that.
7: I'm not going to deny that it was one of the most thrilling championship games that I've ever you know, witnessed. I, I think that that stands on its own. But it's the extra time where I think that this should all be decided. Because I think of like, the NFL's overtime rules. And mm-hmm. how they've adjusted them to make sure that both teams get their shot, and that you know one of the first score will win. So why not in those fifteen minute periods? Why have two fifteen minute periods? Why not just have that one fifteen minute period after you have ninety minutes plus stoppage time, and have the first goal win there? Would that not make this thing a little bit more seamless than leading it, leaving it all in the hands of the goalkeeper and the person who's kicking the penalty kicks? I,
6: I yes, <laughs> I, I guess I'm a big fan of not wanting to. Have soccer guys just running around out there just being exhausted. Unless you have unlimited resubstitutions, I'm good with it. I'm good with the way it ends. Mr. Hockey Guy, I'm not trying to hear from you, James Steele. Knock it off. Be quiet. Stand down. Do you hate do you hate uh playoff hockey? I don't hate playoff hockey. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, di- it's different. Playoff play so- until someone scores Wh- a goal. World Cup is different because it happens every Courtney. four Courtney. World Courtney's Cup is different. Right. Every four years. Playoff hockey happens every season. It's a big difference. Yeah.
1: I like soccer. I like hockey. I like horse racing. (laughs) Uh,
6: I like it all. Have a good day. This has been Keyshawn J. Will and Max on the mighty ESPN Radio. From your
3: radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.